Right, this is uh, episode 18 of Music and More then. Um, we've gone slightly off at schedule this week, but that's no big problem. Do you know what I mean? Um, just need to uh, jiggle a few things around. But as I said, that's no problem. So, yeah, um, this week I think we're sort of, well, I mean, reflecting on the podcast in general, um, on all sorts of things really that are going on at the moment. But obviously, before we get into any of that, I best... Uh, Best say hello to Pete, who's who's back from his brunch. He's back from his brunch, everyone will be uh, everyone will be pleased to know. I'm back from my posh brunch. Hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> Fuck off, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, well, time. So comedy's all about timing, you know, Pete. So um, I see, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a little, uh, a little background on that uh, for those that didn't attend the live stream, <laughs> I was unable to attend the live stream this weekend, and because uh, I was attending a nice brunch with my wife, and yeah. And apparently, when I watched it back, I was uh, <laughs> I was the victim of a lot of jokes on that. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> well, you know, I think you deserved it, to be honest, Pete. You know, the, oh. the, there were some people who were really upset you weren't in there. Me being one, do you know what I mean? I I, I, I like you having you in the in the live streams. Um, I like your banter, and it makes me laugh. So that's always fun. But yeah, I I'm absolutely loving these live streams. I mean, like anything else that I've done. It's something that just started really organically. Do you know what I mean? Like when we started, when I started the patron, it was just about thinking about what I can do to, you know, to give back to people who are supporting me really. And that's the beauty of this patron really is that it's purely me and it's purely my content and it's whatever I sort of want it to be. And I'm really loving like the community building aspect. So that, that's the beauty of these live streams is the interactions really. Yeah, I sit there and play guitar, which obviously I love. People love watching that as oh, well. Yeah. That's that's really enjoyable. You know, just messing about, messing about with different sounds and uh, coming up with riffs on the spot, all that sort of stuff. But you know, that's only one aspect of it for me. And to be honest, it's you know, I'm enjoying kind of the other aspects. Um, yeah. You know, you got the live chat, and yeah, I've got 53 patrons now. So um, and on the higher tier ones that come into the live streams, is you know, there's um, 38 people, maybe more now. I think. Um, Obviously, we've got time zone differences, so not everyone can always join. Um, but I'm trying to shuffle them about enough so that people who are, who are in the different time zones, they get a chance to join in as well. Yeah. Um, but you can't obviously you can watch them all back um, after they've been, after they've been live. So anyone who's on tier three and four, um, you, you get access to all the previous live streams as well. Which you know, uh, I think I started off at doing about an hour and a half, and then they gone to two hours, and I think the last one were like three hours or something. Pete, but yeah, you um, you I I. I used it as a bit of a joke, yeah. You were at the brunch, yeah, gave you some stick, <laughs> made, sure, made sure people knew exactly where you were, and I was hoping, you know, that you'd be getting messages asking how your brunch was. Um, yeah. Well, honestly, I did get questions. People were asking, like, what exactly uh, is the difference between a brunch in America and a brunch, I guess, in the UK? I don't know. My brunch was delicious. It's like a lot of sweet and savory. First of all, it's always alcohol involved. So, you know, we'll have like the... Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So brunch is essentially having mimosas, you know, champagne and orange juice or whatever. And then... Oh. And then some, you know, having breakfast at like one in the afternoon. So having like a, and something sweet and savory. So I think she had something like banana pudding, French toast or something. And then I had some savory, you know, some kind of eggs with chorizo or something. But yeah, so, always so is, having alcohol though. Does it, is the time crucial to be cl being classed as a brunch or does the time it happens not matter? Well, it's usually a afternoon thing. So it's like people who wake up late, but still want to have breakfast and also want to have some champagne. So that's what well, surely is. if it's brunch, it comes in between 
breakfast and lunch, yeah. Yeah, you got on that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you picked it up. Fuck off, Pete. Fuck off, Pete. Fuck off, Pete. Oh, oh boy. Fuck off, Pete. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to abuse that button too How much. Dare you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, oh, don't, oh, you can't use that one, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm too uncultured, me mate. Do you know what I mean? Like food is food to me. I couldn't give a damn what time of day. I, eat it. I ain't got no specific names for it. Most of the time, I just use my hands as well. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> you're never gonna want me sat in your posh place wherever you were, stuffing things into my face like that. Going, oh, it's well nice, this isn't it? It's well nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you were sorely missed on that live stream, mate. Um, and it was funny actually. Some of the some of the people who've not been able to catch them yet, who who got in, were like, "Oh, is Pete not here?" <laughs> I was like, no, I'm afraid you've chosen the one episode where he's not actually in. Um, but I think it's Saturday for you, and it's Saturdays for you are great. I think. Um, yeah, that's it, rough. Yeah, that's. Well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and mix it up because you know you've got people um, in Japan as well who are, who are patrons of mine, um, and American and Canada and Australia, all over the place. So yeah, it's a little bit of a balance of you know making sure that everyone everyone can join in with time zones and that but yeah it's just pure fun do you know what i mean it's pure fun and the best thing is you know because it's like 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 now like i do, you know i'm completely comfortable and i know that if i say something that i don't like the sound of or whatever or that don't sound right you know edit yeah. it out but when you're live do you know what i mean it's like like pressure to um well, I don't know. Just well, just the pressure that you know you're in front of people, whatever you say, they hear. And it's not like you say anything bad, but it's. I mean, more for me, it's kind of getting loose-lipped about things that you know. I don't know, sort of inside information and stuff like that. But oh, yeah. um, <laughs> well, exactly. Do you know? But that you know, that's the sort. I think that's the sort of thing that people come to the live stream for. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like you get that unfiltered, honest. Oh yeah. Honest. Well, yeah. this version of me that's not holding anything back. Um, but yeah, I, I, I absolutely love him. Um, no, yeah, really, really, a lot of fun. And you better be on the next one, Pete, even if it is a Saturday. You better be in. I'll be there. Now then, now then. <laughs> you can't use that greeting, Pete, honestly. Speaking God. of now then and, and also now then, um, I know that's that's definitely Yorkshire uh, slang. Uh, like, I, I don't even, I didn't even understand what that was, but I definitely heard you saying it a lot on there. There's a lot of now thens and uh I just had a question. Are you? Do you consider yourself a, a now then man? Now then. <laughs> now then. Now then. Now then. Now then. I shouldn't say now then. Now then, should I? Liam Duncan. Now then, mate. Oh, now then, Mike Michael Batty. Oh, now then, Andy M. Now then, Andy. Now then, Lane. I should stop saying now then. Now then. So I don't get any friends. That's now then, Richard. Oh, now then, Reese. Oh, now then, Ross McCulley. Now then, Dean. Now then, Dean. Now then, Diane. Tim Musgrove. Oh. Now then. Now then, Namoran, thank you for coming in. <laughs> Shock therapy required to quell the now then, now then. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, okay. I say now then quite a lot, don't I? Oh, my yeah. God. I'm just learning the Yorkshire slang. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, yeah, yeah. That I, I enjoyed that, Pete. That was a nice little montage. Fuck off, Pete. Fuck off, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to the button, you bastard. Oh fucking hell. Um, yeah. So it would appear that when anyone comes in the live stream, I say now then, really enthusiastically. But you know, now then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Right, where are we going? What are we talking about, Pete? 
Um, no, it's just the live stream. It was a lot of fun. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of banter. The chat is <laughs> the chat is on fire. Like everybody's involved, everybody's engaging. But then the other really cool part is like people will be like, "Hey, can you play some Come What May?" And then you're over there like laughing, and all of a sudden you whip up your guitar, and it sounds like it's live. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's man, really yeah. like the part where people go from like laughing and giving you a hard time, and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh wait, this is the guy that plays that song I love." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, it's I do like doing that. It's um, yeah, I lo- you know, keeping up with the chat's not not easy, but um, there's a lot of questions in there. But yeah, so suddenly you just see you'll see someone requesting something, and like you say, you just start playing it, and people buzz off it. Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. That's the thing, it, it, you know, it, it's all part of the, oh, well, people will watch. If, if, I did, if I do that, people won't watch it, do you know what I mean? But I don't know, people are, people are really enjoying it. And, like, the last one even to, even ended up, like, impromptu stand-up, do you know what I mean? Or was that three and four? I can't remember, but it's sort of going that way, do you know what I mean? It's sort of turning into just unfiltered Adam, getting unfiltered Adam's opinions. And I'm going to have to start watching out for people deliberately um, writing, well, like you, actually, Pete, I'm going to have to watch <laughs> out for you, right? who knows me really well, so knows what winds me up i'm gonna have to watch out for you asking for things in chat and just watching me just <laughs> let's talk let's talk about politics <laughs> <laughs> oh that was funny to be fair that that were really funny and while i was saying all that i was thinking oh god is someone gonna stop me <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't bad don't worry it wasn't bad and for those that didn't listen, I don't want to play inside baseball here. So for those that didn't listen, essentially, somebody had asked the question about politics. And, and, and Adam kept saying, oh, well, I'm not going to talk about politics. But blah, 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 blah. Well, I, I don't like to talk about politics. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of funny. But uh, it was a little bit of a rant on the end, which I thought was kind of funny. I think people were tr- thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, honestly, the feedback I got off that live stream, uh, because that's the thing. Do you know what I mean? Whether we do on Friday night or Saturday night, the following morning, I just get loads of messages from everyone who were in there just going mate that was you know that were absolutely hilarious my sides are still hurting now so that's just music to my ears <laughs> do you know what i mean it's this is what i'm loving it's not like just i mean obviously people are sort of you know patrons and supporting the podcast and keeping that going and stuff but they're also supporting me sort of making the songs and releasing the songs to people and then you've got the extra podcast content and then you've got the live streams do you know what i mean which are like a, just a, yeah. a total other well, you know, it's somewhere where I don't take myself too seriously, really. And that's, I think that's massive progress for me because I think something I've always suffered from is I've always taken myself too seriously and sort of not really been able to laugh at myself and, I don't know, just letting go in that environment. But the difference is mainly is that it's with people that I trust, do you know what I mean? And uh, the more people who are signing up and I, I get to know them, because that's, that's the thing as well, if you sign up, you know, I, I tend to sort of spend a well, you know, spend like an introduction evening where I'll just chat to you. Do you know what I mean on Messenger so that I can give you all the necessary links that you need and stuff, and you know, persuade you not to share the links around and all that sort of stuff. But I just find it, I just find it's nice for people who, um, you know, who are supporting you just to give them that little sort of personal, you know, touch intro. Um, and as I say, it's, it sort of leaves them more inclined to not share your stuff because, <laughs> you know, I don't know, but yeah. Um, I'm really, really, really enjoying it. And, you know, it was difficult to know originally what the sort of goal was behind the patron, but ultimately it's just keeping me creating. That's what the goal is. And and the sort of bigger the patron might get, the more people we have on board, you know, that just enables me to to do things quicker. And, you know, I had no idea this many people were going to sign up. And, you know, the more I look at it, the more I just think, well... You know what I mean? In this scenario, I don't really need to worry about um, funding, in, in a sense, for for making a record because you know that that can come from 
from patron money, um, which, like I say, is always either invested back, is going to be either invested back into the content, um, however that comes, or in studio time. Do you know what I mean? In actual studio time, getting in the studio and recording these songs, which, you know, I'm, I'm writing more and more of. And it's a, it's a good thing, really, because it's sort of breaking up. You know, it's not like I'm doing one thing. It's not like I've just got one thing to sort of focus on. I've got kind of loads of things going on. Like I say, the, the live stream and that side of it, the podcast, um, writing the songs, um, you know, there's all, all kinds of stuff going on. And then, obviously, we're coming into the coming into the springs soon, so I'll be going out and doing a little bit of gardening as well, but obviously not too much because I want this to be my primary focus. I want creating and, you know, bottom line, entertaining you guys, you know what I mean? Entertaining patrons, um, I get a buzz off it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, I like the fact that you got your guitar in your hand because uh, I think you're uh, you're making some really cool stuff. You know, I, I told you this offline, but uh, I'm really really liking the direction you're going with the music that you're creating. You're making some really 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 good stuff, and uh, it, I almost I'm, I'm starting to sense a theme of a, yeah. of an album that uh, that I think is just going to be well received. So I, I I really like what what's going on, and if uh, if doing the patron keeps that part of it keeps the guitar in your hand, as I said, then I think it's yeah. it's it's worth its weight in gold. Yeah. Yeah. I, like you say the songs at the moment i mean it's a, it's a really long conversation i suppose but when when as people know i've sort of i've written songs before obviously and the demos are on youtube but coming out of the situation that i've come from and building myself back up to a, a case where i think well i'm going to try and write songs again do you know what i mean and, and as i've said repeatedly that's been purely from the feedback from social media do you know what I mean? The the sort of the the love that's come my way, really. That's what's um yeah. Well, all our way, but you know, mine as well. Do you know what I mean? That's what's fueled. That's what. Well, that's what fuels me, and that's why the live streams are so much fun because that's a lot of fuel for me. Do you know what I mean? And and the other thing as well is I don't know if I've talked about that much, but you know, as I say at the moment, I'm kind of releasing one one song a month, um, plus everything else that's coming out that I'm releasing. But in terms of the actual song demos, it's one song demo a month. But like honestly, the buzz I get off. Uh, giving everyone the link to that tune do you know what i mean so they can go listen to it and then sort of waiting for everyone's feedback you know that that plays such an enormous role in well just keeping me going do you know what i mean like i say you for me i'm always looking for the next bit of fuel to burn that's going to give me the next flurry of creativity and there is no doubt that it runs out you know there is no doubt that it runs you know when i started writing songs again in september um I hadn't written anything for 10 years and within three weeks I had like 10 or 13 songs. You know what I mean? And it was just like whenever I picked up a guitar or opened my mouth or put pen to paper, it just it just were happening. And then, you know, it just went as quickly as it came. Yeah. And that's the scary thing. Um, and I think I tried to touch on it a little bit with Tim Burgess when we were talking to him, something that is developing in me. I mean, it's something that he'll have learned a long time ago. So he's been writing longer than I have, a lot, a lot longer, but... It's understanding the the pattern of when it happens and when it doesn't. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's a very strange thing to sit there and just have the stuff pouring out of you. And it just seems so easy. And I think that's at the time when you can get, not carried away, but you're like, oh my God, this is, you know, it's unstoppable, this, every, you know, whatever I do. And then for whatever reason you find yourself, it, it just kind of goes, you know, it doesn't dwindle. It goes as quick as, as quick as it came, it goes. And then, and then that's what I'm learning. It's about, finding that next bit of fuel to push me on and um that you know that can be something little as a tweet you know what i mean just like a, a tweet that gets people interacting that I just, i'm just finding that's what i buzz off really but certainly being able to release the songs to people other than just you know the the, the whatsapp group 
so to speak, that I release into currently my friends and stuff. Actually, getting um, what you consider what you consider the listening public's opinion, or certainly you know a little corner of it anyway. But this is the point, really. Is it's difficult, really, because I'm kind of really I'm really happy doing this, and you know, don't get me wrong, I've got great ambition for what I'm doing, but I don't know. It's difficult to explain. I want it. I, you know, I want to push for it to be as whatever it can be. Do you know what I mean? I want to put as much effort into it. Of course I do, but it's like once I get to a certain point, you know, I've got 53 patrons or whatever. Um, if I had like 100 or something like that, it would be like, well, I'll just make music for these 100 people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I literally just make music for these 100 people. I, I, it's not, it don't bother me if it ever gets, because that's something I've got to think about myself. And I know that I'm, I'm, I'm aware that I'm sort of running away with this idea now, but that's something I've got to think about myself is what my expectations are from what I'm doing. And not only that, really, what uh, other people's expectations from what I'm doing. Now, obviously, the primary concern is my expectations, without doubt. And that's something that I slowly learn, but that I'm also slowly relishing in is, um, well, there are ups and downs to being a solo artist or a solo songwriter or whatever, because when you're doing it with someone else or with other people, you've always got someone to bounce off. Do you know what I mean? I'm talking more at that level, really. You've always got someone to bounce off. um, Yeah. And as a result, you you know, you get a different perspective on ideas. And that's why I effectively have my WhatsApp group and there's key people in there who I look for their opinions. You know what I mean? And that's kind of, I'm always bouncing my ideas off someone. Um, but at the same time, you have that, you know, it's that sort of realization that you have complete control. Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? That realization yeah. that you have complete control of, you know, where the song goes or what you want the song to say, you know, rather than trying to, fit along with someone else's vision. I mean, not that I'm saying that that's what I've ever done because, you know, when me and Rob wrote, it was very much a sort of shared vision and that's what made it work. But certainly writing on your own can be, well, it can be lonely, you know, um, especially when it's not going right. Do you know what I mean? But then, like I say, you get you get, uh, you get get that next bit of fuel and whether that, yeah. you know, from anywhere, that next bit of inspiration. And then, like I say, it's back again. And then when it's back, you're like, well, where did it go? If it's just come back again... <laughs> Where did it go before? But I'm learning to to effectively ride those waves. Do you know what I mean? And not be too concerned when it goes. Because that's the other thing I've got to realize. There is no time limit on this. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to get a lot of pressure from patrons mainly. From patrons saying, come on, you need to get this stuff out there, mate. It's mint. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I, while, whilst I do agree with that, there is there is a finality about that. Do you know what I mean? There is um like once... Once you kind of push that button, in my mind anyway, you've got to be able to keep going. So that's why, like you're saying, Pete, you know, you can see you can see a theme building throughout the songs. And so can I, do you know what I mean? And that's something that's happened incredibly organically again. You know, I don't sit down and think I'm going to write that type of song. I just sit and play and whatever comes out, comes out. And here we are, upwards of about 30 tunes, about 30 songs now, do you know what I mean? And fair enough, in terms of real A-list, you know, you still might be only talking 10 to 12, but there's a lot of other ideas. Yeah, and actually, I, I can't wait to see you take those ideas into like a studio scenario, like with Rick, for example. Yeah, yeah. Because he yeah. has a pretty cool opinion as well, you know, based yeah. on his past work that he did with you guys. So I'd be mm-hmm. really curious to see what his spin or suggestions, you know, like how that polishes some of the stuff that you've been working on. I think that would be interesting. Are you planning on doing that anytime soon, like getting out into the studio, or is that? Well, yeah. well, I mean. <laughs> I don't know, really. I had I had planned on doing something soon. And this, again, this plays into sort of my own internal schedule of excitement, I guess we'll call it. 
Do you know what I mean? And I always have to have things to look forward to that, that, that that's kind of part of the fuel for the next bit of inspiration. So I'm kind of at a stage now where I've got enough songs and I've got a few key songs that, you know, I've had a lot of great feedback off from, you know, some pretty big people as well in terms of opinions. So I, yeah, I do want to get in sooner rather than later, but at the same time, I don't want to rush anything. Do you know what I mean? I want to, I want to be able to stand behind whatever record I make. Yeah. Um, and I want that to last a while because, you know, I can, I can move on from things, you know, I can move on from ideas quite quickly. And, you know, if you wanted to get into a long conversation about that, that might have been why some tunes ended up as B-sides that people listen to and think that should be on an album. Do you know what I mean? Um, for example, the price, let's take the price. You know, a lot of people scream about that saying it should be on an album. Like me and Rob sat down with the price for God knows how many years. Do you know what I mean? Trying to trying to make it work as a song. And I think, you know, we were just like, hey, we've had to fight that hard with it to, you know, that it sort of pissed us off, I guess. Do you know what I mean? So it sort of, so it got relegated and that's kind of how it works really. But the point being is that, you know, you don't want to rush out a mecca record and then like a few months later be like well i don't know but you know that's not going to happen because i've got songs that i wrote in september and and you know i'm still listening to those and being just as excited by them but there are songs that i wrote back then as well that i'm like yeah that's not so great um so you know there's a it's a massive learning curve for me in a learning process but the beauty is is i'm doing it in a fucking padded room you know i'm doing it on a bouncy castle i'm doing it in the safest environment there is and that, a lot of that is down to the patron support do you know what i mean it, it's not like i'm sat here being like okay well i gotta make a decision now between gardening and making music do you know what i mean making music uh, you know it's not guaranteed like gardening is you know yeah, grass is sure. always gonna grow man grass is always gonna grow um in trees and bushes are always gonna need cutting um so yeah um creating in that sort of right you've got to make a choice atmosphere it's just not going to work do you know what i mean you, you know god knows what what sort of stuff you're going to get so that's that's kind of what i'm taking advantage of i'm taking advantage of the fact that i've got all the time in the world um and with the patron support it's not like i have to worry about impressing someone enough to fund me really because you know make you know it's not like making a record has to cost a ridiculous sum of money don't get me wrong it's not cheap but it doesn't have to cost the earth so yeah, that's that's another brick in the wall of well, Christ, this is just literally my playground. It's literally my creative playground. I ain't got anyone saying no, you're going too far because it's you know I don't I don't really care if you know some stuff gets on the radio or not. I mean, don't get me wrong, like the, the stuff that I'm earmarking is proper proper tunes. I, you know, I love radio play for them. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. you know, there's no doubt I'll be creating stuff where I'm like, yeah, this ain't gonna go outside of my patrons. You know what I mean? Like some ambient tunes or something that's really out there, just letting loose do you know what i mean and that's the that's the beauty you're not having someone go well i don't like that yeah sure absolutely well yeah just just uh hold off on going into the studio long enough for me to get over there because <laughs> i want to i want to see that <laughs> well yeah i mean me and rick had discussed well i mean we discussed march but i mean christ we're halfway through march now but i don't know i think i'll definitely be going and spending some time with rick like, I'd like to do that. I don't know how Rick feels. I'm sure he'll be fine with it once everything's opened up and we can all mix with each other. I'll just be going around to see Rick, you know, every week if I can, just to spend a couple of hours with him talking about stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I know that he's going to be the right man in terms of, I'm really, really comfortable with him. Uh, I know kind of how his mind works creatively in terms of what he's going to be suggesting. We're on a very similar page um, and it'll be good to sit down and do a little bit of 
sort of sorting the songs out in structured sense because I, you know a lot of the time I'm getting vibes I get vibes get uh, the majority of the lyrics majority of the melodies kind of put it together in a way that works with a view to thinking yeah when I get in the studio I'm going to sit down with this properly you know I need a middle eight whatever instrumental bits all that sort of stuff but that's that's the fun bit you know the that's that's the easy bit for me, like the bit that really matters is the core of the song. And that's why, I, you know, like before when I was writing songs like Berlin, Darkness on the Way Home, they were big soundscapes that were built, building up from the ground up in Pro Tools. Don't get me wrong, they're good tunes, but it's kind of, for me, there's something a lot more satisfying about sitting down with an acoustic guitar and writing something that anyone can play. I can't remember who it was who said that to me, but someone said, you know, biggest songs in the world, anyone can play them on a guitar, you know. And that's kind of what plays into the the fact that they connect with so many people because you can, you know, like Oasis, man. You know what I mean? Anyone can sit down and play those songs. Um, so somebody said yeah, on the me, uh, somebody said on a live stream made me laugh on, on the chat. Somebody said, uh, "Prove to me you're a good guitarist. Can you play Wonderwall or something?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was Dan. Uh, that sounds like a Dan comment. I think it was Dan anyway. Um, uh, that's funny. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of what have we asked to play that were pretty out there. I don't know, some stuff anyway, but yeah, I mean, Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's the point. That's the point. It's an easy tune to play, so anyone can sit down and play it. Um, hey, speaking of gigs, uh, you should probably make a public announcement. I think most people know, but uh, Temple Newsom had a date change? Yeah, I mean, you say make a public announcement. Of, you know, the, the the tweet, the stuff on socials will probably reach people further than this, won't it, in terms of how many listeners we get. But, you know, not wanting to... Go out the spirit of the podcast. Yeah, um, it's been moved to the 2nd of June, 2022. And I did make a YouTube video on it about, uh, I suppose. Yeah, I made a YouTube video on about it, talking about it. So maybe that's why I considered it had already sort of mm. been past news. But no, it's a good point. It's a good point. The um, the gig being moved. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a difficult one. Well, it's not not a difficult one. Really easy. Makes, sense, makes perfect sense to me. Uh, but like I said in the YouTube video, I think the... The only negative for me is disappointing the fans who were so eager to for it to happen as soon as possible. Well, the good news is I, most people I hear, they're actually like totally fine with it. And they, and a lot of people have even pointed out the fact that next year is going to be the, the, the 20th anniversary of the first exactly. album. So that's actually yeah, kind of cool. Plus it adds, you know, people are excited about the podcast and about things that you've been doing. So I think it builds better to happen next year than this year anyway. I, I Honestly, I think it's a positive. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, yeah, the anniversary, that's really cool. That all falls really nice. Um, yeah, I, I know the majority majority are happy about it. I don't know. I've probably, I've probably given it too much airtime there, but that's just a perfect, perfect example of how I work. You know I mean? If you've got 999 people cheering and one person, you know, sulking in corner, I'm interested in one that's sulking me. <laughs> why well, do you know what I mean? That, that, that's, the one that, that's the one that I notice, really. But why is it going to be on a Thursday? Come on, seriously. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, well, I mean, no, no, it's fine, man. It's, you know, it's, I, I bring it on myself, don't I? Because like I say, I'm so visible on social media that um, any question that pops into anyone's head that they think is uh, sensible, relevant, I don't know what the word there would be, um, they just say. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I don't know. The frustrating thing is how many times you answer the same question. I mean, but, you know, everyone, everyone who does hope like this knows what that's like. Um, but ultimately that's the reason I stopped mixing in public really once the band split up because it was like, I cannot have another person ask me about the band. <laughs> Do 
you know what I mean? I can't fucking do it. No, seriously, Pete, that's why I stopped mixing with people because, you know, family, you go to a family event, aunties and uncles, and everyone's like, oh, the band, the band, the band, and you're just like, do you know what I mean? That's why I fucking yeah. effectively stopped mixing with people. Um, Fair enough. Well, hey, uh, I'm glad it's happening. I'm glad it's happening next year. It's all positive. Also, you've been doing a lot of live feeds. You've been really active on Twitter, but uh, there have been questions that have been coming up. You know, most people ask you questions that you're pretty accessible, but I did get a couple of comments that I wanted to share with you and a couple of uh, comments from socials because folks will ask me to ask you questions. Yeah, yeah. I know I've been missing, I've been missing um, fan question time, definitely. So let's do some. Yeah, yeah. So, well, one big shout out to Damon Mahoney. Uh, I don't know if you know Damon, but uh, he probably has the most complete collection of the music like than anybody. Like he he literally sent me an image of the final piece of the puzzle, and uh, <laughs> he got this uh, this final um, Im- this one CD that has like a from Australia that has a combination of all the different EPs. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one. I think he was the guy that contacted me about it and said this exists, and I was like, "That's not official." And then I went through some channels, and I was like, "Oh no, it is official." Even we didn't know about that one. Yeah, he literally has like every piece of music that's ever been sold, which is pretty impressive. So, uh, shout out to him for completing the collection this past week. So, I think there's a couple out there. I think Ross McCulley as well. Ross McCulley got a really good collection. There's certainly quite a few out there who've got some staggering collections. Yeah. I don't know who would claim to be the king of that but yeah definitely man. i love seeing that stuff man love it harry folly as well he, he's he's got a pretty big collection as well so yeah as man yeah but uh an idea came from this gentleman his name is uh carl lloyd uh he's uh, and the funny thing about this guy he's, he's actually uh, you can tell he listens to the podcast because uh his twitter handle is not carl lloyd and <laughs> it's some really hard to pronounce name and so on the on the tail end of his message he says uh by the way, my name is Carl Lloyd. Thought I'd put that there in case you tried to pronounce it. Uh, pronounce my daft username as a, which is Devalrak. He's like, oh. I, don't, I don't want you to have another Batier, is what he said. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh me, uh, David Lloyd, um, David Lloyd Edwards. I called I called him Lloyd Edwards. You know what I mean, it was Lloyd Edwards, and I was like, Lloyd Edwards. Um, fair enough. Lloyd Edwards has joined the patron, and then I just got a message going. Um, Lloyd, David Lloyd Edwards, mate. Not Lloyd uh, Edwards. Some, some of these Twitter handles. And it, it was just like, right, I'm sorry, mate, but forever, from from now on, you are now Lloyd Edward. And when he comes in live chat now, I'm like, now then, Lloyd Ed, now then. <laughs> yeah, they literally earned themselves a new name. Batier? <laughs> yeah, Batier will always be Batier forever. But yeah, man. Anyway, so Carl Lloyd had an interesting uh, thought here, and I'm going to share his words. It'll be easier than me trying to summarize it. So he says, getting to the point, I wondered if you'd be in a position to help set up or promote on the podcast a way for fans to share any live slash bootleg performances with each Mm -hmm. other that we may not have heard. Obviously, for legal reasons, not sharing any files that could be purchased, uh, as well as, you know, ethically ripping off the band, which we would never want to do. Just rare recordings that that we may have that others haven't heard. For example, I have a recording of Adam and Rob doing a live acoustic version of U2's One that I recorded off an old Irish radio station. It's an amazing cover. We actually had it played at our wedding when we were signing our register. Uh, wow. And so he said, it's a, it's criminal how few people have heard it. I've no doubt there will be other amazing songs that they've done that I'm missing out on too. So my motives aren't purely <laughs> altruistic. 
Uh, it's always been so hard to Google them due to the name, and they never really had a huge following that they deserved. So there seems to be a lot of smaller pockets of fans scattered throughout the planet with no easy way to potentially share our rarities. Do you mm. think Adam would be okay with this? And so, yeah, I pose that question to you. What do you think about people sharing uh, and getting together and finding a way to share these rare, non-sold uh, things that you guys have done? I think it's great, man. Yeah, I think it's great. I um, I have no problem with it at all. Yeah, I've got, in terms of live stuff and bootlegs or whatever you call them, I've got no problem with people sharing that stuff. Um, more power to them. And, you know, if there's anything I can do to point everyone in a similar place, I will do that. Um, I, I'm aware of the new Facebook group. Is it called The People? I think it's called The People. Um, but uh, is it Matty Watson in there and a couple of other people? Um Pose that question to me actually when you know we're talking about wouldn't it be good if there was a, a central place you could go to access all that stuff and I completely agree with it you know when I saw them discussing it my my only concern was you know whether they would be sharing because I think I've made it clear quite a lot of times you know there's there's rare stuff out there which is fine but then there is stuff out there that it sort of never really intended for people to hear if you know what I mean and yeah and there's that there's that delicate balance between us and you know talking from my own point of view i don't like it sort of protecting stuff going out yeah at the same time being free enough to let people enjoy stuff do you know what i mean um so any kind of live recordings is fine it for me it's just some of the some of the demos and stuff that we were never really comfortable being out that found the way out um yeah but i mean you know ultimately it don't matter you know, I can't imagine any band other than some set of assholes who were sat there going, no, I don't want our fans to have that. No, they can piss off. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? It's not, it don't make sense, does it? You know, why would you want that stuff um, hard to reach? Or sure. Uh, so, yeah, in terms of print, in terms of on principle, I'm all for it, mate. I can't imagine any one of those lads would have a problem with that. Um, you know, people are just, uh, you know, sharing stuff out of love, aren't okay. they? So there's no, you know, there's no problem there. Nice. So my question is, what made you guys cover U2's one? I'm curious. Well, that's a long conversation, actually. So on a lot of radio shows in this country or in Europe in general, to be fair, when you go on them, the, the majority will expect you to do a cover. Yeah, the majority will expect you to do a cover. Now, we've never done covers. We never have. I mean, even when we were in Sense in the early days, we started writing songs straight away. Yeah. No, I mean, I never, I, we, we never played covers in that band. We jammed round stuff, you know, like Killing in the Name and Bully in the Head and Rage. We're always jamming around Rage and stuff nice. like that, but not, you know, like a proper cover, just messing about. And to my mind, we spent, I think we stood fast with We Don't Do Covers. I think we stood fast with that for a long time. And then I can't remember why we decided to do that one. Was it? Because I remember doing one on XFM. I don't remember doing it on an Irish radio station. So I'm interested that someone's picked it up off an Irish radio station. You know, I remember doing it at, at um, XFM. Me and Rob did that. Whether they then licensed it out somewhere else, possibly, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so whenever, whenever we had to do a cover, it, it all goes back basically to when me and Rob were in the music block. Um, you know, when we were at school. And again, the times where a teacher had been like, right, well, what have you two been doing? And you're just like, we haven't been doing anything. And he's just like, oh, we've just been doing one by you two, haven't we, Rob? <laughs> and he'd be like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll just start playing it and you'll start singing. And, you know, because we're both pretty good, teachers are like, oh, my God, it's fantastic. Do you know what I mean? He's just like, fucking idiot. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I... 
you know, whether we lightened up in our older age or for, oh, fuck it, let's do a cover, do you know what I mean? Or, no, I can't remember, or whether they insisted. Some places kind of insisted, but the only reason I'm thinking that can't have been the case is because we got away with it on Joe Wiley. Usually, like, on Joe Wiley Live Lounge, everyone has to do a cover. Pretty sure we refused, and I think we kind of got away with it, but... Yeah, so in the end, we did do a cover and we did um, one by U2. It's a fucking great song, do you know what I mean? And like I say, it's one of the ones that we'd have played at school. So, ah. you know, you could just pull out the bag really quickly and just, you know, do it. Nice. All right. Uh, our good friend, Michael Battier. Uh, I think I've already mentioned this to you, but I'm going to throw it out there again. He specifically wanted me to ask you if the music would do a the music themed cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, the music theme cruise. Well, I'm just trying to think about what you know would actually be on the cruise that would make it the music themed. Um, so, in answer to Michael's question, if he wants to provide the cruise liner, the finances, the resources, yes. then I'll then I'll 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 commit to that. Yeah, but yeah, he's got to provide everything. Yeah, I'll go. I'll buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, one more shout out to a couple of guys. Uh, they, I don't know if you know this, but there's a subgroup forming in the listeners of the podcast that are uh, techies. And uh, oh, really, uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I sent a very uh, subtle hint to tech stuff in one of our episodes. I didn't even mention it to you, but I was just talking about disaster recovery uh, when we were talking to Will Jackson. And uh, <laughs> I had several tech guys like DMing me, cracking up, you know, because they caught on, they caught the, uh, the little <laughs> the little tech reference there. Your so. little geek joke. They caught your geek joke, yeah? <laughs> 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 oh, what a surprise. A geek catching a geek joke. I'm only playing. I'm only, I'm a geek. I'm king of the geeks, honestly. Yeah, um. so. Shout out, shout out to the new subgroup forming. Brad Garrick, uh, Ross Hillier, and uh, Chris Story, there's there's definitely a, a group forming um, of uh, guys that are, uh, you know, they, they are in the VMware world in some way, yeah, shape, yeah. or form. And uh, they definitely, uh, you know, I love people that understand tech, but are, are also good fans of the music. Those are my peeps. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of shout outs as well, um, big shout out to William Musgrove because uh, it was his birthday the other day. So big happy birthday to William, although... They probably don't listen to this podcast, but I'm sure his parents will uh, pass the message on to him. So, yeah, Tim and Nicola, um, if you'd like to say happy birthday to to him from me, that would be great. Well, yeah, I suppose as well, it's a good point. Um, something that was on my mind, really. Um, now, obviously, you know, as I've said before, this podcast is a purely organic thing, but don't get me wrong, I'm always thinking about, um, you know, potential guests, um, angles we can work things from, just anything, anything to squeeze out an interesting conversation for people, which has kind of become... It's like becoming my goal. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I don't know if I mentioned it really, but it became apparent to me a long time ago now, well, you know, in terms of me being on Twitter, that stuff, but it became apparent to me that people really don't have a clue how the industry works, like in terms of the, the, the people involved, the nuances. And that's kind of my thinking behind even initially bringing Tim Vigan on. And then obviously a great one with David Boyd, giving you the insight into what it's like being an A&R man, do you know what I mean? And that side of things. And then we, you know, I've, I've also got people like Steve Phillips lined up, who was our uh, absolutely lovely guy. And he was our press officer, worked at Coalition. He handled all our press. So I think it'd be really interesting to have Steve on. Um, he's a great laugh as well, as much as anything. And he came on quite a few sort of trips with us because he'd come out with journalists. He'd bring 
journalists out to Japan or bring journalists out to America and they'd spend sort of three or four days with us. Um, so, you know, you know, there's all that to talk about. But, I, you know, I think it'd be interesting as well to to give people a little bit of an insight into what someone like, you know, what a press officer does. And then also, you know, thinking about having producers on, that'd be a great angle, getting that side of things. I'd love to have Jim Abbas on. Absolutely oh, yeah. love to have Jim Abbas on. So that's something that I'm thinking about. And album reviews well yeah i mean it'll go wherever it goes i suppose but certainly i'm not adverse to that yeah um that's something we're going to be i mean you know in terms of other people's music as well but yeah one thing that me and pete really want to do is i guess it's kind of a similar concept to the listening party but in much greater depth and not restricted um you know by the sort of play length you know we'd like to get the rest of the lads on everyone at once and you know talk about the record talk about the songs talk about writing them talk about recording them all the little stories that might come out of those that's something i'm really interested in and we'll, you know i'd like to do that sooner rather than later really get everyone on um and yeah do some like album reviews and yeah, just so I was just musing about, you know, some some things that we're going to be doing on the podcast, basically. Um, I'm also kind of interested as well to get people on from some sort of new up-and-coming bands. Do you know what I mean? Getting that perspective. Because, you know, everyone in a band's got a story. Oh, yeah. So I'm interested in that, getting people from different bands on, you know, like I say, sort of more. Not, you know, because I'm loving getting my heroes on, don't get me wrong, and I'm going to keep chasing them. Do you know what I mean? Especially when you guys uh, want to listen to it. But at the same time... It'd be great to hear from people who are sort of at the other end of the journey. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm kind of back at the beginning of the journey in a lot of ways. So it'd be good to hear from, you know, some some other bands in that position. I think that could be interesting for people. Yeah, that's, man. You know, we first started this uh, a while ago. We're, we're on 18 now. And uh, there's yeah. no shortage of uh, ideas and episodes coming. So it's it's been a fun, it's been a fun ride. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and it's that sort of that pressure of keeping it up one a week. Do you know what I mean? Which, I, like I said, I don't really see it as pressure. Um, nah. It's... You know, we're really relaxed about things. We've always got ideas for stuff to talk about. And like I said, I'm always thinking about guests and who else I can get on. And I don't know. It's just proved to me, like someone like David Boyd, you know, what a great episode that was. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, not just David, people like Will Jackson and, you know, like the organized episode I've said on the on YouTube, I really love that organized episode. It was yeah. a right laugh. And I think it comes across really nicely as well. And I sort of, I, I enjoy, I, I, I even enjoy myself listening back to it, sort of hearing the warmth between me and Jenny, to be fair. You know, it's all part of a nostalgia, really. But, um, and yeah, you know, like I think I said as well on the YouTube video, I know I'm saying that a lot, but it's great connecting with people who I haven't spoken to for for decades, you know what I mean? Like people like Patrick Matthews and, and people like Dave Boyd, you know what I mean? As I say, he was only really involved on that first record, Um and obviously, as you heard from the episode, he wasn't involved after that. So we didn't really cross paths. So it's really, it's really interesting to to catch up with people like that. And that's another reason I'd love to have Jim on, man. I'd love to have Jim Abbas on. Um, just another quality human being. One of many who've, you know, graced us with their presence, so to speak, to be fair. Well, a, a really cool angle to this is that these people, you're not like having these back conversations with them for like extended amounts of time. And then we get on the air and you're like, oh, let's talk about these things that you literally are like, as soon as they come on the Zoom, this is like the first time you've spoken to them. So it's so like authentic and real. Yeah. I think that's what makes them so interesting because it's like these are really genuine, you know, reunions, which is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, there's definitely an element of that. Really enjoying that. And there's uh, yeah, there's pl- plenty of people to plenty of people to get guests from. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. 
I'm always up for getting other people from bands on. Do you know what I mean? Anyone's got oh, interesting to say. Love to get like you know people the lads from Mogwai. I'd love to get Stuart Braithwaite on. Um, I've never all, heard of Mogwai. I know you guys talk about it. I need to look them up. I've never heard them. Oh man, yeah, massive influence on me. Massive. Yeah? Oh yeah, massive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just such a unique style, Mogwai. I mean, if you've never heard him, once you hear him, whenever you hear him after that, you're like, oh yeah, that's unmistakably Mogwai. Do you know what mm. I mean? They've just got such a unique sound. Uh, you know, predominant, predominantly instrumental. Um, but yeah, they're a great band and a massive influence on me. And you know, that's why people like Nick McCabe as well. Um, that's going to be a really an interesting episode when we can get that scheduled because yeah. just another massive influence on my guitar playing and like a like a musical hero. You know, if anyone's got Lindsay Buckingham's phone number, please give it, send it my way. <laughs> and Dave Grohl. <laughs> and Dave Grohl, yeah. Yeah, we need to get Dave Grohl on for Pete. If anyone knows, knows Dave Grohl, send me his number. Just don't tell him I didn't like that song, Shame, Shame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell Pete, you know damn well if we get Dave Grohl on this podcast. First thing I'm going to say is, uh, I'll, uh, in fact, I'm going, to, I'm going to fucking go back to the bit where you said it. I'm going to sound capture it and I'm going to put it on this little pad. Fuck off, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, my my daughter and my wife had a good laugh about that. They're like, "Wait a minute, you went on a you went on a public podcast and said you didn't like Dave Grohl's song, the, yeah. biggest, the biggest Foo Fighter fan, and you did that." And I was like, I thought about it when she said, "I was like, eh, it probably wasn't a great idea." But uh, you know, I, you were being honest though, and it provided a great moment because I got to call you out. I got to call you out <laughs> for being that guy, and it's like, no, 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 you need to keep making the music I want you to make, not what you want to make. I don't know who you think you are. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you are servicing my ears my friend Do you know what i mean I, I called you out on that and that was a funny moment so you did. it was worth it, it i learned i learned a lesson that day <laughs> oh yes but yeah um so this has been a rather relaxed episode 18 of music and more um no guests this week uh, it was supposed to have but there's been scheduling issues but that's no problem me and pete can always catch up and have a bit of a reflect on uh, 17 episodes we've already done and all the other stuff that's going on with patreon and that so yeah man as usual, I'm pretty vibed up, pretty excited about it all. Um, and yeah, if anyone does want to join up on the Patreon, you can get in touch with me or Pete or point me in the right, right direction or there is links on Podbean, on my page on Podbean and there's also links on my bio on Twitter and Instagram if I have indeed put them in there correctly. I think I have, but you never know with me in Instagram um, <laughs> or Facebook. Twitter, I'm pretty good with, but the other ones, yeah, yeah, I struggle with them. So yeah, um, that's been episode 18. Thank you everyone honestly thank you everyone that's listening to these it really means a lot to me i know it really means a lot to pete as well with his you know his new little mini celebrity status that he's enjoying and you know so thank you to everyone that's listening and thank you extra special to everyone who has become a patron and um you know is supporting me because it means the world to me as i'm sure you know and yeah so that's that's the end of this one and i look forward to seeing patrons in this weekend's live stream no doubt thank you